Today I'm going to talk about the Four Noble Truths. Or maybe I should talk about Right View. Right View includes the Four Noble Truths. Right View is basically about belief in the law of cause and effect. First of all, you believe. Then you verify. There are four aspects of cause and effect. One is the physical law of cause and effect upon which all the pure sciences are based on. Scientists can come up with formulas, very precise formulas, based on the physical laws of nature. Physical laws of nature are all cause and effect. In the old days, we had this Newtonian physics, which is based on atoms and molecules. And those physical laws apply to massive objects. Then later on, this quantum theory, uh, the wave theory came in. And now we have uh, quantum theory, which says that in which the physical laws of nature are different. The physical laws of nature applied to massive bodies are different from those applied to subatomic particles or vibrations. There are two different sets of laws. They apply differently. That's the physical law of cause and effect. The second is the moral law of cause and effect, where we say that if you do unwholesome things, then you will get bad results. If you do wholesome things, you will get good results. For most Buddhists, this is only a belief, because you can't verify. Buddhists and Hindus believe in past lives. But can you actually verify whether you had a past life? You can't. Most people cannot. Unless you are really very highly attained, you have the psychic power to recollect and recall your past lives. For most of us, it's only a belief. And even the law of karma, we know that good begets good and then bad things will give you bad results. But still, we cannot really calculate our karmic energy. We cannot have any bookkeeping for our karmic energy. Because the Buddha defined karma as intention. And if you look at your mind, innumerable intentions arise and pass away throughout the whole day. Not only when you are seated and you can guess the intention of wanting to scratch. No, the whole day you are motivated by intentions. Or else you wouldn't be able to move at all. If every intention is karma, then you can imagine that the results are just uncountable. And you can't even know which karma will give rise to which result when. That's why the Buddha said in the Aguttara Nikaya, the result of karma is unthinkable. Anyone who tries to think about it will become partially deranged. We only know roughly that if you do good, you'll get good. If you do bad, you'll get bad. Roughly the principle, but we, nobody can calculate the minute uh, details of when good karma will ripen and when bad karma will ripen. But according to the Abhidhamma, he says that all our senses are the results of karma. This is, we call it the old karma. Whatever you perceive through the senses are the results of karma. 
you perceive pleasant objects, a result of good karma. If you perceive unpleasant objects, then it's a result of bad karma. You feel pleasant or unpleasant through Vedana. Consciousness doesn't feel. Consciousness is only conscious. It is Vedana that feels. Sankhara also does not feel. Sankhara is only intense. And Sanya also doesn't feel. Sanya's job is just to recognize and register. So each of them have got their own duty. Then the Buddha said, when is karma created? All these six senses, including the mind, are results of past karma. And whatever you perceive initially through the senses are all the results of past karma. That's why I say that it's non-karmic, it's passive. The memory that arises is passive. But the moment you react to it, that becomes active. That becomes the intention. That becomes the karma for the future result. This is the moral law of cause and effect. Then you have the law of cause and effect in regard to the body and the mind. The body meaning all the five senses. This is what you can verify for yourself. When any of your five senses come into contact with any sense objects, sometimes you will trigger off a memory and then that memory or oh, trigger off a reaction and then that could trigger off a train of other thoughts. Okay, you can, that one you can verify for yourself. Right, not cause and effect. Cause and condition. When I say cause and condition, what I mean is cause, condition and effect. This is only cause and effect that you can verify. The moral law of cause and effect, you cannot verify. You can believe on good faith. The law of physical cause and effect is not our province, it's the province of scientists. They say it's empirical because they can measure it and they can formulate formulas. But for us, empirical means personal experience. You don't need any other instruments to measure. You can see it with yourself, by yourself, in your own mind, happening. You can understand it. The last type of law of cause and effect is that of the Four Noble Truths. The Four Noble Truths are also expressions of the law of cause and effect. The first Noble Truth of suffering is the effect. The second Noble Truth, the cause of suffering, is the cause. Because of desire, because of craving, then there is suffering. The third Noble Truth, which is the cessation of suffering, is a result of the fourth Noble Truth, which is the Noble Eightfold Path. If you walk the noble eightfold path, then you will attain the cessation of suffering. This is also the law of cause and effect. Right view means having all this, believing in all this initially, and then after that trying to verify them experientially by yourself. I've already talked about the mind-body law of cause and effect, where you can verify yourself by looking at the subject. And as some of you have also experienced, although you can see cause and conditioning, you still have this wrong view of self. There is an I still there. This view of I is very difficult to get rid of unless your mindfulness is very continuous. 
If you just see cause and effect, once in three hours, <laughs> the rest of the three hours, the self is there. But if you see moment to moment, cause and effect, then you'll know there's no self there. It's all products of causes and conditions, one after another. That's why continuity of practice is so important. If you meditate for half an hour, very nice and peaceful and calm, and then you get up and start talking and doing things, it's all gone. There's no continuity of practice. The sense of not-self is hidden by continuity of experience and discontinuity of mindfulness. Because your mindfulness is not continuous, you seem to think that there's one you all the time, continuously occurring. But if you can actually look into from moment to moment and to see that it's all actually not one whole continuous thing, but events that are happening from moment to moment due to different sets of causes and conditions, then not-self will become clear. Then Anicca and Dukkha also will become clear. That's why continuity of practice is very important. For people who are new to the practice, it's just like when you attend kindergarten. That's why you have to recite all those nursery rhymes, because you are in nursery school. When you are in kindergarten, you have to recite all these things. You have to learn all those nursery rhymes in order to teach you, to educate you, to keep in your mind. Then when you, it becomes embedded in your mind, then you don't need them anymore. Just like when you go to school, when you were a kid, you had to spell out A for apple, B for boy, and so forth. But when you are really skilled in the language, you can just speed read from looking at the whole page and you just read the beginning, middle and end, you can just digest what's inside there. <laughs> you don't have to spell out every word. The same with open awareness. You have to start slowly and then with directed awareness to direct yourself to the senses and eventually when you're skilled in the technique, then you don't even have to bother about that. You can always keep on watching your mind. And by default, when your mind is not involved in wholesome thinking, then you will be aware of the senses. So that is supposed to be the end result. Short talk, but I say a lot of things. See how much you can remember. <laughs> okay, any questions?